Did you miss me? Because I missed you. Your Daily Lex. I think this is going to sound a little bit like a bit, like a joke, and it's not one. (laughs) But uh, getting really solidly back into the habit of doing your Daily Lex every day, it's weird to go a week of having thoughts and things happen and not talk to my microphone about them. <laughs> I was going to say not to talk to you people about them, but I don't know who you are. You're, you're the anonymous listeners, except for the many of you who write me with feedback on all my Saturday. But it's, um, it's weird to have a bunch of things happen and not tell a mic about it. I think I have to dedicate this week to telling you about uh, the trip to France just concluded. Uh, we flew there largely uneventfully. I had two economy plus seats going out and three regular economy seats. I get the economy plus seats just because... Uh, I fly enough with United that they uh, comp me some for each trip I take. I don't know. And that helps because I'm tall and it gives you room for your feet. Uh, We wanted everybody to sleep on the plane. Uh, Three of us tried Benadryl. Maybe four of us tried Benadryl. Uh, Ani sometimes gets really pepped up from Benadryl, so didn't take it, but the rest of us did. I did not sleep that much on the plane, but I kept my eyes closed the entire time, like the entire time. And I wore a mask. We all wore masks on the flight. Uh, It's a long flight. And uh, you feel a little bit insane wearing an eye mask and a face mask, but I did. My entire face was covered and I had the, uh, uh, an annoying person next to me and my son next to me. He was not annoying. Uh, he slept better, but he mostly used my body as his pillow. And when the choice was move to see if I could fall asleep better or stay still and ensure that Liam stayed asleep, I chose that because I'm father of the year. All right. That's why. And, uh, but he did great. I was proud of him. And I did okay. Um, and then we got there and it was our first full day in Paris. We had to get through security and all that crap and then meet our car. Meeting our car was annoying. The guy calls me, uh, or the guy's texting me, and he's like, uh, I'm at door number two. And so we find ourselves at like door number 28. And many other car service people are waiting for their folks, like, right where you come out from the airport once you have your luggage. But he's like, I'm on the arrivals level. Nope, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm on the departures level at door number two. And I'm already like a little bit annoyed. Like, why can't you be at the door where everybody else is? Where I come off? Why do I have to go to a different level with all these suitcases? Um, but fine, we'll get there. But then the door says like 26 or something. I'm like, how on earth are we going to We can see the end of the building and I can see the door numbers decreasing, but not going that low. And he keeps, then we're like WhatsApp audioing and talking and he keeps saying the same instruction over and over again and his English isn't great. So I'm actually switching to French and that's helping him, but he keeps just saying door number two. And I'm like, listen, you keep saying door number two. I need you to tell me anything else. We can't find door number two. We don't see it. Uh, can I tell you more things about where I am since you've been in this airport before? And this is my second time here ever. Uh, finally he comes and rescues us and we get out, get to the hotel. Uh, we really, you know, we pushed hard each day we were there, uh, saw lots of things and, and had a, a busy schedule that we kept to. We only missed one thing, right? So we had on our list a plan to see the catacombs. Uh, but my calendar had us reminding to buy tickets four days before we wanted to go there. And turns out you could do it seven days. I'm not sure exactly how we got that wrong. Uh, but we did, there are a couple of potential explanations, but I'm not sure which one it is, but at any rate, we still got to do everything else we wanted to do, which included a, a Latin Quarter tour, a uh, trip to the top of the Eiffel Tower, uh, the Petit Palais, the Arc de Triomphe, Champs-Élysées. We basically were staying one street away from there. Uh, uh, the Pompidou, the Louvre, uh, a Seine Riverboat cruise, um, the Paris Sewer Museum, which I'm going to dedicate tomorrow's episode to, the Musée d'Orsay, uh, Disneyland Paris. We, we did all the things on our list, save for the catacombs. 
And you know, we were walking a ton. We walked something like 55 miles over the seven days we were there, uh, getting, you know, between 20 and 30,000 steps a day. Uh, exhausting. We all had relatively new sneakers on our feet, either sometimes brand new, sometimes, you know, a few months old. Uh, we all suffered, as you would expect when you're doing that much walking, but it was good. It was really good. Uh, and we were out of Paris proper before the protests got crazy. Uh, but that first day, you know, we walked to the Petit Palais and didn't know what it was really. Knew it was a museum, but thought it had also been something else. But it turned out the Petit Palais only existed ever to be a museum. And it's across from the Grand Palais, the Grand Palais, which was a real palace. Um, what's interesting, though, is, you know, I do have five years of high school French under my brain belt, and uh, which is also a constellation. Uh, and it really worked. It really helped us a lot. Um, I had, I think I mentioned before we left, uh, my my reading, my learning was that you should try to start in French and the people speak to you in English. And most of the time that did happen, right? I would say, bonjour. Like that, that was all it took for them to start saying, oh, hi, how can we help you, you stupid American? They were very nice, actually, very nice, almost universally. Uh, every once in a while, though, I'd have a conversation in French where they would keep talking to me in French and that always felt like a victory. And then one of our days in Disney, and I'll, I'll cover Disney later this week too, one of our days in Disney, you know, I, this conversation all happens in French, but the woman at the restaurant says, good morning. And I say, good morning. And she says, did you sleep well? And I said, we did actually, we were exhausted. Uh, and she said, great. And, um, you're ready for breakfast. And I said, yes, there's five of us. And another waiter comes up cause she, you know, she's the hostess and she's handing us off to the waiter and the waiter's like in English, she's like right this way family. And she says to him in French, no, no, they speak French. And boy, that was a proud moment for me. Anyway, more France stories coming your way all week long on your daily Lex. Lex.